video killed the podcasting star in my mind and in my heart. <laughs> when people saw my face, they didn't want to listen anymore. Yeah. Good evening, men of the night. Welcome to episode 60 of the Laser Gone Podcast, the show where we comb through random episodes of classic television with a fine-tooth laser. I am, as always, The Siege, one of your hosts. And I am your other host, NeoCal. And uh, this week on the Laser Gone Podcast, we are uh, doing something... Well, we had a, uh, a bit of an unusual phenomenon occur. I mentioned this last week, but... Uh, well, we're still going through a, uh, a round of Patreon picks. We've been slowly chipping away at it since, I think, like November or something like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Release schedule of this show hasn't been uh, the greatest as of late, and apologies oh, dare. for that. <laughs> <laughs> but... Uh, should be more consistent going forward because I am in the process of changing jobs and the job I'm going to will afford me a better schedule and thus more time to record. Uh, so the, so take that. Yeah. So the, Whoever the, uh, you are. <laughs> the, the, the gods the of man. commerce, the, the man. man, there we go. The man, uh, Ric Flair himself. Yeah. Yeah. It's his Fuck. fault. Yeah. It's his, him, him and his erectile dysfunction. It's all his fault. Him and his erect... He doesn't have erectile dysfunction because he's selling pills to help with that. Right. And if you want to know more about that, uh, go to patreon.com slash lasercomb and listen to the latest episode of the Super Lasercomb Patreon Super Show. <clears throat> so so the, uh, what, what are we doing here so, on uh, Lasercomb? So the... Uh, uh, unprecedented phenomenon that i referred to earlier was uh we had the same show pitched to us by two patrons i'll believe it when i see it uh we we got us a twofer could it have been rocco's modern life uh nope could it have been uh ah real monsters close but no Hmm. Recess. You're right on the mark. What? <laughs> hey, Arnold. <clears throat> uh, what we're talking about this week is a little show that I actually remember seeing. I never watched it, but I remember seeing it on uh, Space uh, Space Channel in the in Canada. That makes one of us. Uh, it's a little show called Nightman. Not, not the Nightman who fights the Dayman, unfortunately. 
or well, fortunately i must have watched the wrong show then because my background is uh <laughs> doesn't match or does it so the, the the unprecedented thing that i was uh alluding to is uh yeah this was pitched to us by uh two different patrons uh uh lewis and daniel new patron daniel so uh that's why i wanted to make a point of covering this because we we've never had the same show pitched to us twice before i know no more special snowflakes you're all starting to hive mind (laughs) uh we are talking about we as always uh i put this through the old random number generator and once again and this has happened before, we landed on the penultimate episode of the series, which is the 43rd episode overall, 43 out of 44, and the uh, 21st episode of season two, Night Woman Returns, which originally aired on May 16th, 1999. Night so, Woman uh, Returns. Nightman is a show that was developed by uh, Glenn A. Larson, the creator of Manimal, and indeed... It shows. And indeed, uh, Manimal himself, Simon McCorkendale, actually appears in the episode right before this. And I am still really busted up that we didn't, that that wasn't the episode that we landed on. I have a feeling that would have easily been the best episode (laughs) of Nightman, possibly of Lasercomb podcast. Could be. Speaking of Manimal, I I was looking at the... um, I was looking at the data for our YouTube channel, which admittedly doesn't get a ton of traffic, but you know, whatever. But you, those of you who like us, like watching us, and That's we love right. you for it. And we love you for it. But for whatever reason, all of a sudden, the view count on the Manimal episode has exploded in like the past week. And usually, that's odd because usually views start to slow down the longer it's been since a video's release. Right. So for the longest time on the Manimal video, we had like maybe like 70 views or something. But in the past week, it's up to like 1600. And I'm like, who are you guys? What the fuck? (laughs) Why now? Why that episode? (laughs) Tell us why. How did how did people even find us? Like 1600? Jesus. Also, for some reason, we had a uh, another spree of someone. taking way too much time out of their day to like downvote like the last like uh 30 or so videos that we've uploaded every single one of them oh they only had enough time for 30. (laughs) pathetic (laughs) troll harder bitch (laughs) Uh, i've always wondered the people that'll like that are like oh roll up their sleeves and they go through like a certain reddit account of somebody that like disagreed with them i've had that happen to me and they go through and they go to all your comments open them all in the individual threads and then down manually downvote every single one of them i i don't understand the like what what have we done to to warrant someone being just being willing to do that i don't even care what we we did i just the type of mad man (laughs) that that has the time and the uh, well realistically it's nothing to do with us it's just like it's it's them being the kind of person that they are 
just like man like i sometimes i don't even have like the energy to like get myself a glass of water let alone like spending energy or even like hitting like or dislike let alone like combing through and making a project an afternoon <laughs> project of like clicking the the down the thumb down on every single person's videos or like comments or whatever it's uh Roll, rolling up the sleeves and getting out the vaseline yeehaw time to show those libtards who's boss <laughs> geez i wonder who we could have offended <laughs> yeah yeah that's that that's a good point <laughs> oh it's funny because um i have an uncle that's a cross-country trucker yeah and i always wondered if he'd uh if he'd like or dislike our uh our trucker rhinox uh <laughs> voice and impression and caricature if if you will anyone listening that doesn't know what the hell i'm talking about uh we talk a lot about uh, robots in disguise on our other podcast yes <laughs> too much too much energon too much centric podcast and you know what this episode might have had too much night or let me rephrase that not enough night too much day i have a feeling um me and you don't share the same opinion yeah about me this too because <laughs> um i actually had a lot of fun with this like the the show's bad that like this is uh, and i even i i listeners i messaged cal while i was watching uh, on discord i was like holy shit this is the arrowverse before the cw was a thing <laughs> <laughs> and that's that's really the vibe that this show has like this I, is the this is the fucking like arrowverse like the cw it's kind of setting up yeah like this yeah. low budget <laughs> uh, it's just a Here's the thing. I could probably like it more if they expanded on the world a little bit, but because each episode, or at least this episode is like, this is the penultimate episode. And I have a feeling it has nothing to do with how the series ends. Right. Like it feels very episodic. Yeah. And that, I it mean, starts that's strong though. This that, episode, that's just the way that uh, a lot of syndicated TV was at the time. Yeah yeah uh, now i i never actually watched this show back in the day but you know what i did watch on space channel as i mentioned earlier uh was uh the crow stairway to heaven starring mark DeCoscos. underrated show we should definitely cover it at some point i haven't seen any of it i'm aware of its existence i think it only lasted like 13 episodes but uh nightman was on i think either right before or right after mm. the crow stairway to heaven i remember a video game really the, the crow video game oh the the crows the crow city of angels playstation game i never <sighs> played it but it it had a reputation even at the time for being astoundingly bad uh that's as best as i can i can describe it astoundingly bad is like like shockingly like bad like if the game was just buggy or broken it would be one thing but man the crow video game and uh, the beast wars video game are like video game siblings have you ever played the uh the spawn playstation game spawn Didn't the eternal know. no wait the eternal that sounds on the eternal yeah speaking of really bad ps1 games <laughs> bad licensed ps1 games 
It was a fighting game. Uh, it sort of. You would wander around a like, not an open world, but like um, zones, oh. basically. You would wander around a city. You would awkwardly run as Spawn. And like the way he ran would, was always like super awkward looking. It's hilarious to me. The whole you game would, looks kind of super awkward. You would encounter enemies just like chilling out, and then it would uh, sw the camera angle would switch to like a fighting game, like side view, like angle, and then you would it would turn into a fighting game, a very bad fighting game, I might add. But that was the only time Spawn had his capes and his cape and his chains was in fighting game mode, which always pissed me off. I'm like, I want to run around as Spawn and like like flip my cape and like chains around just in the world like let me like break a window with this shit well that's kind of his thing i'm actually surprised that he doesn't run around in the world with his cape and so what he it came just... out it came out the same year as the live action spawn movie starring michael jai white which i uh, think that's underrated i do too i, it, I know it's, it's raked over the coals it's bad but, but it's 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 fun bad but um, yeah, uh, much like Manimal, <laughs> it's fun, bad. Um, but uh, the Manimal yeah. episode we watched is kind of like good, bad, though. Like, I would dare to say that that <laughs> that that might have been a good show at its time. Um, but uh, but but yeah, in that live action Spawn movie, uh, he didn't wear his cape most of the time. So I think that was kind of the vibe they were going for with the game. Right. The, the game isn't based on the movie, but it came out the same year. So maybe. Who knows? Uh anyway. Where the fuck was I even going with that? So this is um our review of Spawn the Eternal. <laughs> uh based on our patron <laughs> recommendations. <laughs> Uh, so uh, Nightman, as I mentioned, was developed by Glenn A. Larson, the creator of Manimal and Automan, and a host of other shows. He was a pretty prolific uh, producer. Uh, it's based on a comic book published by Malibu Comics, which was bought up by Marvel in the mid-90s. Malibu Comics is probably most uh, famous for uh, publishing Men in Black. Oh, Okay. Which the movie was very loosely based on the comic, but I remember okay. there was some belief at the time that Marvel bought Malibu Comics just so they could slap their name on the Men in Black movie. Because the movie was already in production. I didn't and, know that. Yeah, the movie was already in production, and then uh, Marvel bought Malibu. And, like, very late. So, like, very late. I think, like, even... I could be completely wrong about this, but I think, like, in the theaters, like, the... The, the like the title card said based on the Malibu comic and on the home video version it said based on the Marvel comic so what you're saying is very organized very <laughs> well <laughs> very, very very calculated purchase <clears throat> so yeah we got Nightman pretend that I don't know what his powers are except wearing an outfit and having a laser eye what's Nightman all about so uh glenn or who i was gonna say glenn a larson but it's like this is based on a comic but whatever i'm just going with it glenn a, a. larson clearly likes batman and superman if you take batman and superman and some sweet saxophone skills i was gonna say that <laughs> that, 
that's what turned things around for me. I was like, wait, the guy plays in a jazz band, like a jazz jazz lounge. That that that's how okay, he funds I, his crime fighting operation. Yeah, making the big bucks, being a saxophone player. Uh, so yeah, he's some dude who. Uh, at first, I thought he has no powers, and he just wears this suit that makes him able to able to fly and like super strong and a fucking eye laser. But like at one point, he when he's not even wearing the suit, he apparently has spider sense because he gets this like Highlander type like flash. They're premonitions where where he can like detect that like there are bad guys around. Right. So I'm like Nightman Powers question mark. <laughs> uh the super uh supernatural ability to hear the evil thoughts of those people around him. Okay, so Glenn A. Larson also was a fan of the shadow. R- yeah, I was gonna say uh, none of his powers do it. I mean, nothing's original nowadays. Uh no. But what is his powers? He has to have different powers than just that. Later, Potter Malibu comics, Marvel comics, do do do. Plot summary. I don't want a plot summary. I want <clears throat> powers and abilities. Okay, he was struck by lightning in a freak cable car accident. Wait, <laughs> cable car. <laughs> but there's not lightning. <laughs> Hold on. Did you know that? No, I don't know anything about this character. Why was he struck by light? But that's not something. Anyways, okay. So, uh, San Franciscan jazz musician Have you accidentally seen, um... struck by a lightning bolt in a freak cable car accident. As as you do, as as one does, the strike allows him to telepathically recognize evil, but it robs him of the ability to sleep. Oh, so that's why he's out at night. Oh, so I mean, that, you would die, but he's supernatural. So, so, so he's literally a nightman. He's literally a nightman. <laughs> You'd think he'd get an. He'd be just tired all the time, unless like, <laughs> or or die. You know, as somebody who's had three jobs before, you, you actually end up just dying. Well, I, I and as someone who has kind of been struck by lightning, uh, where the fuck are my nightman powers? Where are your nightman powers? You so, barely sleep anyway. You might as well have some powers out of the deal. Right. So, so listeners, back in 2007, I was uh, uh, walking toward a car outside of a 7-Eleven. The car was struck by lightning. I didn't get struck directly, but I suffered what they called at the hospital secondary electrocution. Don't remember it happening to this day. I, all I remember is uh, walking toward the car, my vision going red, and then just waking up, uh, like just pure red. Uh, oh, and then wow. just and then just waking up on the ground like in uh, my entire body just in unspeakable pain couldn't move yeah that'll do it so and uh, then uh, you weren't able to sleep again but you had nightman powers uh one of those is true okay <laughs> you be <laughs> listeners you you be the judge of which yeah. so although nightman has no other superhuman powers of his own he owns a special blue caped bulletproof black body suit where did he get the suit don't stop you don't ask <laughs> questions here okay so i'm okay so but the suit is... gives him the suit you were right the suit gives him most of his abilities okay the so... suit is what gives him flight 
his holographic camouflage style and visibility, and advanced sight functions, including laser eyes. So this is um, a fine example, and you see this in a lot of like uh, indie like superheroes. This is a fine example of too many spices in the sauce. I was thinking that, like, do you want him to be Iron Man or Batman or the Shadow or? Yeah, like pick a lane, either have like give him like the lightning strike and like premonition powers or give him the super suit. Don't do both. like the the eye, the the laser, the red lens over his left eye uh, gives him the ability to see in the dark as well as fire a laser beam. Mm. But like usually that power is given to somebody that lost an eye. So it's yeah. a lot. It's, yeah. it's, it's a it's lot. Too much. Like I said, too many spices in the sauce. But uh, so anyway. I to... like that his arch villain is a billionaire. It kind of flips the script on Batman, who fights like homeless, like muggers and. <laughs> who beats up like, uh, like street level criminals and like drug addicts and <laughs> people who. Drop the hog and does. <laughs> People who themselves have probably just been are, are just a victim Fucked of circumstances. Fucked by the system. Yeah. Fucked by over by Gotham's corruption. Batman's all about maintaining the status quo. Nightman is about I'm, breaking the I'm status quo. I'm going to use my millions and beat you, beat the poor into submission. That battering that I just lost, 50k. <laughs> and I'm not wearing hockey pads. <laughs> Hockey pads are too cheap for me. These are carbon steel, titanium alloy, NASA made uh, space pants. <laughs> grabs grabs like a junkie by like the this like the collar of a shirt. So much this cost. Uh, five thousand dollars. Try Wrong. fifteen millions. Come. Watson <laughs> busts his fucking <laughs> orbital. Puts him in a coma. Yeah. Lifts another guy up and breaks his fucking back. <laughs> I have one rule. It's, I don't kill. Hits his hands together. Another job well done. <laughs> <laughs> World's smartest detective. <laughs> World's richest good guy. But not with nope. a gun. No powers, no problem. <laughs> I don't use guns. But your your car has like missiles and rockets. <laughs> I don't use guns. And okay I don't there, kill. buddy. <laughs> uh, actually, the number of people that have died from like the concussions and like the the aneurysms and like I don't have to kill them, <laughs> but I don't have to save them. I'm cutting off their health care. I can do that. I'm Batman. <laughs> Batman's just an asshole that keeps everyone else poor so that nobody can stop his... Imagine he was just having fun and he was funding the corruption in Gotham so he could continue playing Vigilante-like games. It's basically like uh, uh, hit Bruce Wayne's version of like the, the most dangerous game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I suck the wealth from this city. To force crime rates up so I can take them down and join the <laughs> Justice League. Actually, that seems like something Batman would do if, like, Superman or the Justice League was corrupt and he needed to infiltrate the Justice League and get 
that I, him to join them. I read DC comics in the 2000s. Batman did actually go that level of insane for a while. Like, legit. <laughs> uh, in, the not... up, in the lead up to Infinite Crisis. <laughs> yeah, he, he kind of went fucking, like, uber paranoid and nuts. Yeah, he had a backup plan for every backup plan, just in case every single other person uh, turned evil, including himself. Yep. Every other person in the Justice League, like, was mind-controlled or a mirror-verse version of that. I was going to say, or he encountered another version of himself that he had to take down. Which which is cool, but he was a little bit uh, unfriendly. The, the, the only good person in the entire world. Batman. Batman. Everyone else. Everyone else? Not Batman. <laughs> <laughs> there could be only one. That's why. <laughs> Have you seen Jet Li's The One? I had to go into all the other dimensions and kill myself so that I could be stronger. Okay, that movie is not good, but I fucking love it. <laughs> I love that movie so much. Maybe it was The Age. I saw I it as when it when I saw it, it in out. theaters. It came out in like 2001. I so I was 16. I saw it in theaters. I own the movie on Blu-ray like to this day. Yeah, I, I have it in, on DVD. It I Look, don't I know. Should, it's I should watch it. We, we should do a commentary track of that movie sometime. There we go. <laughs> Hell yeah. For for Patreon. <laughs> oh god. Generation to kill each other. Let the bodies hit the floor. The soundtrack uh, movie too. of its time. That movie, movie is of so its of its time. <laughs> and it, it begins with, uh, you know, it's a different universe because you see on a TV, President Al Gore. <laughs> so the, 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 the light dimension, we're in the yeah. dark dimension. That's they're yeah. in the, the light dimension. It's all Jet Li's fault. <laughs> it's all Jet Li's fault for killing the other Jet Li's, including Jamaican Jet Li. People are like, what the fuck are they talking about? <laughs> and black gently. <laughs> and gay gently. And gay gently. There was a gay gently in that. I movie. mean, killing the Nazi gently was a good <laughs> a good move. Or is the Nazi gently the one that's going around killing the other Jetlies? That, that's fascist gently. Not to be confused with blonde Jetly, which also exists in that. Right, movie. there's a surfer, surfer dude Jetly. <laughs> I want to meet that that Jetly, blonde the Jet like, Li of Hawaii. surfing. I want to meet the Jetly of surfing. Can you imagine like the like sick moves that he could do? Because they that okay, so folks, the the plot of that movie is Jetly. There's a multiverse. I think they say there's 126 or 127 of them. There's a bunch of them in total. They they do say a specific number, and it's a hundred and something. Um, but yeah, so uh, Jet Li figures out that uh, uh, Jet one version of Jet Li is like an interdimensional cop, basically. <clears throat> Actually, not yeah. even basically. It's literally what he is, whose job it is to patrol the multiverse. He ends up having to uh, kill another version of himself, and what he figured out was he basically Highlandered, got a quickening, and got stronger. And so he was like, oh, maybe I should kill another one of me. And then he got stronger again. And then he and became, he left the interdimensional time police and became a vigilante who, who was killing other dimension versions. Dimension hopped. 
who was killing other versions of himself to get powerful. So by the end, uh, or not even by the end, by like the the first act of the movie, there's two. There's only two Jet Lees left, and both of and them indeed, are it's, equally it's, powered. It's because the the power is distributed amongst all your dimensional copies. Yeah. That like I said, that movie's not <sighs> weird premise. Good, but that's a really fucking cool concept. It's just fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the original multiverse of madness, if you will. Yeah. The Jet Lee-verse. <laughs> the Jet Lee cinematic universe. So we, and we, we meet a, we, we see a lot of pictures and like hear descriptions of a whole bunch of different uh, multiversal Jet Lees. And it has them up on like a, a vid window. Yeah. In the super advanced uh, interdimensional police headquarters. Yeah. It's, um, yeah. That movie's a lot of fun. And it shows like a blonde Jet Li, like a black Jet Li. <laughs> like a... all these different like Jet Li. And I'm like, Jet Li did a lot of um, cultural appropriation for that <laughs> that role, huh? Oh, it's a different it, dimension. It, it was 2001, man. <laughs> it was a different times. Asians could have dreads. Bring it back. Let white people have dreads. Let people that look really bad in dreads have dreads. <laughs> That's their life. If their Rob body, Zombie, their choice. If, if Rob Zombie can do it, so can you. Very few people can pull it off. I don't think I'm one of them. Yeah, I don't think I am. Uh, uh, actually, I don't know. Might. I might be able to. I'm not going to try. Even though my aunt, my my uh, uh, Viking ancestors had dreads, so I could probably get it. I could probably get away with it, but I'm not going to <laughs> because I don't want to. <laughs> seems like a lot of work. Yeah. And you know, it seems like a lot of work being Nightman, but also a jazz uh, musician. <laughs> okay. So to, to uh, get into actually talking about the, the episode. So uh, we got a, we're at, and they we're at some kind of like a uh, ceremony going on. And they, they straight up, like, they call it, like, a, a, a voodoo thing in the show. Yeah, right away, there's... It, it was weird to me, because I'm like, what kind of weird ceremony or, like, celebration is this? Because it shows... Uh, you had found one of the women on the show attractive, and I had found a different one attractive. Let me just say that Cassandra, the, the, uh, the like, voodoo priestess chick... Um, oh, yeah, yeah. She's, uh... She's got kind of like a, you know, a death adjacent. Her uh, rituals involve like moving like skeleton hands against her body and making some moaning sounds and like communing with the dead and stuff. And uh, I'm just saying. Well, we, we know what Cal's fetish is. <laughs> Voodoo priestesses. What uh, can I say? I thought you were going to bring up a uh, night woman. So what's her deal she also has she has a super suit uh don't know how her super suit looks different than nightman's though hers is actually pretty cool she kind of looks like cat rad she looks like captain universe from marvel comics yeah and like the, the, there's <clears throat> moving stars in yeah the the backdrop of her uh, outfit and she's so this super powered woman is helping another woman break into this millionaire's mansion yeah. While in the backyard, there is 
a voodoo priestess doing some ritual and dancing while everyone else, including a bunch of army dudes, are looking on with like stern, very serious expressions. So right away, I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? And it starts strong. Like, I, I love how this opens. What the fuck is going on here, indeed? Uh, do we find out, like, who this guy... Okay, so uh, so they we, we got two chicks in uh, cloaks. I, I originally thought they were, like, witches or something, honestly. Yeah, same. <laughs> like, fighting <laughs> against, too? like, a, a different witch. Yeah, you right? too? Like, stealing something, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, it, it turns out it's Nightwoman. Uh, who, again, is in, like, a Captain Universe suit and has, like, a lightning gun. Yeah, maybe she, maybe like, she was behind on her wrist. Maybe she was behind the cable car accident. <laughs> I'm just saying, she's got lightning powers. Those cable cars, man, they're... <laughs> they're, they're, they're a menace. <laughs> Think of how many super powers they've given people over the years. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so Nightwoman and uh, this other chick are in a cloak. They're breaking into a millionaire's mansion while this while this voodoo shit's going on. And uh, it turns out one of the women, the woman who is not Nightwoman, a woman of the day, if you will, mm -hmm. uh, is the I guess the the wife of the millionaire who owns X, this mansion. X. Oh, the, X. Okay. The and we soon find out that what they're after uh, inside the mansion is a baby. And uh, there's a few like uh, workers, like there's a servant in there, and he's like, "Wait a second, you!" And then um, Nightwoman like gives him the old shock, and he tumbles down the stairs, definitely not snapping his neck. And Nightwoman turns to Mom, Lady, and she's like, "Don't worry, he's just knocked unconscious." <laughs> Whew! Because if the lightning doesn't like stop their heart, the tumble down like the. <laughs> The, uh, like the 25 stairs yeah he's the, he's the, fine the network executives were like whoo thank god i was kind of worried there for a second <laughs> so now we've established that that doesn't kill people so the other times throughout the oh i just caught a fruit fly the other times when it shows her shocking people we can rest easy knowing that they're just being knocked unconscious light lightning doesn't kill people that's right never light <laughs> lightning gauntlets kill people oh shit yeah people with lightning gauntlets kill people or turn them into nightman or turn them into nightman i never asked for this uh, but also i'm not giving it back <laughs> no take backs no take backs yeah which is weird because he could he could be nightman even without being struck by lightning but hey whatever uh, yeah exactly like uh, i was saying earlier just yeah. uh too many too many too many things going on with uh with this character yeah uh but he's got a strong jawline damn it so we end up finding out um that there's military inside of the mansion and they're like oh that's weird oh quick and it luckily the the lightning gauntlet is faster than any of these men can pull the trigger um and they end up stealing a baby and there's like an alarm that goes off and uh right i legit as thought the... the alarm was like a pocket pager or something when i heard it yeah it's like a yeah i don't know why i just i was like is someone's like fucking beeper going off <laughs> yeah someone's like this yeah uh, rich people uh, would have had the... a beeper at the time yeah this was the era of people having beepers <laughs> and um what did the you ever ritual... have a beeper no i did oh my aunt did i i did my grandparents gave me one 
Wow. Do they still do? Do people have them? Like still, still now? Probably not. I can't imagine why someone would. Yeah. And uh, what what ends up happening with the ritual is um, the priestess like has three nervous looking shirtless for some reason uh men near a fire as they all look scared and like trembling and she like i mean you you saw the priestess you'd be shirtless too (laughs) i wouldn't even be afraid if she like ran hurt and she's got long nails and she's kind of like got like an evil like uh, there's a lot she's got going going on that i'm into i'm just and so immediately here like i think there's going to be some like temple of doom shit kaliman she like pulls his heart out uh no she puts like yellow paint across his chest and she's like this is the traitor you're looking for so all these military are here or rather she is here at the base because i guess one of these this is a dictator yeah but a dictator <clears throat> that has a voodoo priestess that helps I mean, him i mean that isn't that what every dictator needs yeah well, the, in this in this case, she's legit. So I assumed here that like the trader, like he was the one who like sold out their location to uh, to uh, uh, Nightwoman and uh, Baby Mama. Oh, I never even thought about that. Dictators just love finding like reasons to kill people, right? And but indeed, that... he says some villain bullshit a bit later on when he's all like. Oh, like, bring me all the men that have been on security duty so I can execute them myself. And I'm like, well, there's our first trope of the <laughs> of the day. I'm bad, and I can prove that I'm bad because I'm going to kill my own men. And it's like, I thought he was going to say, get me all the men that were on guard and go out and look for her. Right. Like, how far could they have gotten? No. No, let's kill them all. Not ask if they've seen anyone. Or what happened? Just just kill them all. So it's like I guess it didn't matter that your lightning gauntlet knocked <laughs> the guards unconscious. Well, I guess we're gonna have to uh, open up another hiring fair, <laughs> right? Call call up the um, call up the school. We're gonna need to rent the gymnasium out again. <laughs> <laughs> A job fair, and it's like, hey, it pays good, but um, you could potentially die at any the, time. The boss might just hand. get bored. And yeah, I might just decide to shoot you because that's what evil people do. Good help is so hard to find. Well, no shit. Great benefits package, though. Great benefits package. Unless yeah. I decide to kill you. Yeah. And then we're then we're we're not we're, we're, then then you have no coverage. Then you then you have no coverage. But um, your your family will be well off for a few months. So there's that. There's severance. There we go. Two, two weeks pay. Two weeks pay. <laughs> uh, but yeah, they decide to... Ugh, what happens? The woman they is like, hey, lady, you lied to me. What's going on here? This isn't just some like rich um, like dude. And she's all like, oh, um, yeah, the father of my baby is actually like the dictator of this nation. Is like king shit over there. And uh, Nightwoman's like, well, why didn't you tell me? And she's like, well, you wouldn't have helped me. And she's like, no, I would have, but I could have been more prepared. We're way out of our league. What are we going to do? I know a guy, you know? She literally says, I know a guy. 
because she's like oh we can't go to the police because like he has legal like custody over like the kid and blah 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 and he's like a big big shot like billionaire dictator guy and they're like oh we're not going to the police don't worry i know a guy speaking of the police can we go to the police (laughs) because boy howdy the, the police are uh police or something the um uh, a regular character in this show i can't remember what her name is but the some police lieutenant who's uh, apparently friends with uh nightman is a redhead uh, sheriff wow <laughs> I, I i believe i referred to her as cop mommy she's a cop mommy yeah and um she's uh she's uh you know takes her job seriously and always comes and talks to this jazz musician for intel now here's the thing i thought that she knew that jazz guy was nightman but after watching the second half of the episode i don't think she knows that no no that see that that that's not nightman that's his sidekick jazz boy Oh, kind of like how Peter Parker is friends with Spider-Man. And, and that's, that's how he how gets, he gets all... the pictures. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so so um Jazzman is Nightman's best friend. Yeah. And that's how he gets the scoop on what's yeah, clo- going on. Close personal friend. Jazz Boy is close personal friends with Nightman, but and he's sworn to secrecy. About and they have the same hair is. and jawline. Yeah, but they're same, same build and same voice, same voice, <laughs> same eye color, S- same uh, sweet saxophone skills. <laughs> yeah, Nightman's got to cut, got to stop playing the saxophone out at night because it's it's making the link more and more obvious. <laughs> Just picture like his silhouette against the full moon as he's, <laughs> the red eye glowing and the saxophone up, up in the air. <laughs> And that's the thing. The that show... money shot would be like in the intro of the show. Right? And then Nightman like like PNG fades into <laughs> into view. We now return to Nightman. <laughs> and the cape is billowing behind him. And the red eye goes whoosh, with that sound effect. <laughs> Yeah, so that could be like the cheetah roar in the manimal <laughs> right? uh, cutaway, <laughs> uh, or the cheetah roar in Beast Wars. We we in now time. return to manimal. Rawr! Rawr! <laughs> um. So the, here's the thing: the show's bad, but <laughs> yeah, is Christopher it is. dying slowly as <laughs> uh, revealed? It's one of those shows that's bad, like in a pretty joyful way <laughs> like it's I feel, just i feel like the like this was a lot of like syndicated tv at the time like you go back to it and it's fucking bad but it's like kind of delightful and how bad yeah, it is exactly and it's like people remember what they watch through the nostalgia goggles like have you ever tried to go back and watch like hercules or xena i'm sorry it doesn't hold up not not really great like i'm like what the heck i don't remember it being bad 
but like teenage me used to watch it with my mom and that was like our show together right Even and i'm like, sure out there there are people that like nightmen but you cannot look me in the eye <laughs> and tell me that there's anybody within the last decade that has watched it from front to back and been like yeah that that's really good like 10 out of 10 television no (laughs) i even go back to like prestige i've I've talked about this before but i go back to like quote prestige television that i liked when i was younger from like the early 2000s and even that i'm like yeah this is still really compelling but like you said you recently went back and watched the shield and you're like ooh, (laughs) this uh yeah yeah like this isn't great (laughs) still like still like really compelling like television but like going back to it it's like uh it hasn't aged well at all and this was like legit this was a series that i called like my favorite show of all time for many many years the shield yeah or nightman (laughs) (laughs) i leave that to your imagination good sir yeah and uh how does how does the the gist of the episode is cop gets uh told by dictator guy he calls the governor who calls like the police lieutenant who calls like the sheriff which is this lady uh cop mommy yeah. um and she's like well i guess i have to personally take on this case even though missing persons isn't my usual thing yeah because she tries to be like well that's not really like what i do here but i can put you in touch with the the, the right people and right. he's like well actually actually <laughs> kind of does like a kingpin move um you can also tell it's of its time because you can smoke anywhere and everywhere <laughs> yeah in this in this show there's always someone in the background like smoking a cigar or in the foreground smoking which, a cigar which indeed you could I, I like I still like I'm old enough that I still remember um pubs having uh smoking areas oh yeah like being old enough to actually smoke in them too oh wow yeah I'm like glad I, they don't because uh I, I get sick even thinking of, I grew up with smokers, so I've got to. No, I, I, I'm with you. Like, I'm an ex-smoker at this point. I quit smoking in, like, 2015, so eight years ago. But, uh, and now, like, I, it doesn't bother me to be around it, but I, I couldn't stand to be, like, indoors. Same. With someone smoking indoors. Like, no. And indeed, uh, this uh, dictator guy is, like, blowing cigar smoke on her but she doesn't even react i'm surprised she didn't pick up a like one of those long like handled cigarettes oh yeah 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 with the with, uh, like the, the long filter the and filter the, yeah yeah <laughs> that like old like hollywood like starlets would Ho- hollywood starlets there we go yeah yeah <laughs> uh but yeah so she goes to help and we cut to a uh, jazz man and um bar owner yeah he's got a i actually really like his buddy who am I guessing his like I I got the vibe that like his buddy here was like his version of like the the guy in the chair basically yeah this is this is his guy in a chair because he's in on it yeah like he he knows what's up and uh this guy was actually my favorite character in the show yeah 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 like the, there's nothing interest and that's the thing about the heroes they were supposed to be stoic and like strong and uninteresting back except, then 
Except Nightwoman, and this is a thing that even uh, I find actors on, uh, I mentioned the Arrowverse and the CW, people do this on the CW shows too. She's always fucking smiling when she's delivering dialogue. Yeah. It was distracting to me. I'm like, I'm like, this is not a situation where you should be smiling while you're talking. Like, just fucking go straight-faced, lady. Nightman and Nightwoman aren't the best actri- actors, uh, I-, I must say. No, no one is a good actor in this show. I mean, well, his buddy, his guy in the chair, like, he, is all right. Yeah, he and he's he's all he's the best. Yeah, cop cop mommy's all right too. But I'm all. But then again, like I'm like, <sighs> is she actually allergies? Like, is she a decent actor, or do I just, or is she just hot? better, or do, or do I just think she's hot? <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, all of the above. Yeah. So uh, what ends up happening? They talk. He's uh oh it cuts to a scene where he's just beating up homeless people in an alley. Now, yeah. can we like I want to yada yada most of this cuz a lot of it's whatever. Why did they feel it pertinent to show him beating up a fat homeless dude and a little person? Because that's how we know he's a hero. Like straight up, were they just drinking in public, minding their own biz? It doesn't show us. He's just beating the shit out of these two like bums. <laughs> but one of them is a, a little person. And I'm like, why? I mean, like, all uh, oh, like, hire albinos, hire, like, people with disabilities, hire little people, like, whatever. But, like, it just makes him seem like an asshole. He's beating the shit out of this, like, fat dude and this, like, little person. And I'm like, what's going on here? <laughs> like, uh, this, like, 250-pound, like, six foot four, like, dude with, like, super armor and laser eyes that can, like, see in the dark is just, like, beating the shit out of these, like, two normal dudes. And it's like, what did they do? And you're not even bringing them to the police. You're just beating the fuck out of them? Teaching them a lesson. The city is safer tonight because of safer. And he lifts up the the little person. He... He suplexes, I swear, there's like some wrestling moves going on here. He like spins around and tosses the little person into a dumpster and he's like, the bigger they are, the harder they fall. I'm not even fucking kidding, by the way, <laughs> listeners. And I'm like, are you saying he didn't fall very hard? Because he was, li- what's the joke there? He wasn't big. That was the little guy. Do you feel proud of yourself? Also throwing him in a dumpster? So now he's going to get like tetanus. We accepted a lot of not okay shit in our superhero stuff of the past. <laughs> I'm just saying. I think he's just bored. <laughs> he's fucking beating up bums. It's time to take out the trash. I wish he had said that because then I would have guffawed. So no, he's like, the bigger they are, the harder they fall. And I'm like, but he wasn't big. You're supposed to say that when you. Okay, he's not good at good at puns. <laughs> He tries, he, but that's uh, not his strong part point. He 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 failed that course in uh, superhero university. Yeah, he he barely passed. He got like a C plus. And his uh, man, his teacher was Arnold too. Like, how do you go wrong there? Right. <laughs> <laughs> I told you to freeze. <laughs> Uh, so anyway, now if he had said big things come in little packages, right? I'm, 
Hey, Nightman writers. Here I am. <laughs> Look, want to want to resurrect this show? Uh, come and talk to us. Look no nope. further than Laser Comb. <laughs> we work cheap. Uh, <laughs> Chat GPT will do most of the work for us. Five dollars on Patreon. <laughs> All right. So, what ends up happening is Night Woman comes to. Nightman, and here's one thing I like about Nightwoman: she doesn't beat around the bush, right? She comes and talks to a bar Miles manager, much, but bar manager and Nightman, and she's like, "Hi, this is my friend. Um, here's the gist of it: we kidnapped this baby. She does not have legal custody over, but that's because um, the dictator of this small island nation is the father. Mm-hmm. Oh, and he's coming probably to look for her. So." Look after this baby. So suddenly it becomes like like two and a half men. No, not even. It becomes like a what was that show with the baby? Uh, two, three, three men, men and a baby. Three men and a baby. Thank you. It becomes three men and a baby. Like actually, literally, and most of the episode lingers on that, and it's throwaway. Nothing happens. You Shows know, the bar manager guy being like, "I can babysit." You know, three men and a baby. I'm an engineer. Oh, by the way, it implies that he made the armor. armor, Because he's like, oh, I'm a military engineer. Oh, I didn't even pick up on that. Okay, so he, I just pieced it together. Okay, so he he made uh, Nightman's armor. Real quick, uh, Three Men and a Baby was one of the highest grossing movies the year it came out. I think it was 1988 or 87. What a and different... when was this? 80... This, this show, this, this episode aired in 99. This was 99? Yeah. Oh, this feels older than 99, my friend. But you're right. It does have that pre-CW. Totally, yeah. Feel going into it. So what you're saying is the the writer of this episode was a big fan of three, uh, three men and a baby. Perhaps. I just think it's wild that that film was one of the highest grossing movies at the box office uh, uh, the year it came out. I think it was like the third highest grossing. Very, the movie landscape was very different uh, before the days of superheroes, folks. It, yeah, it was weird. And Better, uh, in my opinion, more. Diverse. So what ends up happening is Comp Mommy comes and visits Jazz Boy, and she's like, "Hey, uh, you know anything about like this kidnapped baby?" And he's like, "No." as he's like cleaning a saxophone because you know he just spends all day cleaning <laughs> his equipment waiting for like 9 p.m to hit for that like jazz like late night crowd to come into the bar and he's she's like are you sure you wouldn't lie to me and he's all like nope never never heard of a baby or a dictator from this island before and she's like huh okay and apparently is terrible at reading people uh and she f's off and the voodoo priestess comes along with the dictator and a bunch of like army guys to take matters into their own hands and she does a bunch of ritualism and gives like has standing tantric sex with a skeleton and some other like like chicken's feet and stuff like that and candles uh to determine that yeah the that baby scene, was that brought scene was kind of weird and it happens <laughs> twice <laughs> three times once at the beginning once when she's finding the bar and like another time when she's cursing nightman because she gets his hair and how does she get his hair 
she tells the dictator, she's like, oh, sometimes when uh, you're trying to take on a powerful man, you don't attack his strengths. You attack the man. And he's like, the hell are you talking about? <laughs> and she's like, go back to sleep and like curses him. And he just like turns and apparent, apparently they, they just, they were renting the same Airbnb. <laughs> Because I'm like, you're not in a hotel. Like, she's not in a hotel lobby. But I guess dictators just, like, rent an entire mansion when they, when they travel. I guess. Also, she has some control over him. So she is she the mastermind behind all of this? We'll never know. Because I Be- I kind of spaced out, like, three quarters of the way <laughs> through the episode. Is she the mastermind? Because if she can just control him. Like, she's got Jedi mind tricks. She tries to, at one point, um, she uh, meets up with uh, Jazz Oh, because they don't know about her yet. Yeah. And what she she meant by, like, attack the man, not the, not his, like, strengths, was, like, using her feminine wiles. And uh, a love potion, which they straight up call it in the show. I thought she was just charming. Did she actually slip something in his drink? She had uh, this thing around her neck, this, like, powder that was, like... Like a charm? Oh, it was like giving pheromones or yeah, yeah, something off. And indeed, uh, Jazzman acts very smitten. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, this lady had come here the night before, and the manager, his like guy in a chair. Yeah. Science guy. Science guy was really into her. Yeah. And I I understand why. And um, he shows up, and he's like, "Oh, hey, you're back. Oh, nice." And she's like, "Shh." I'm talking to the real man of the house. That, and the guys, that's oh. a that's a statement right there. And and I'm like, man, how much does this guy get cocked by Jazzman? <laughs> oh. Probably a probably a lot. And you can tell in his face, he's like, man, you can't even leave me one. <laughs> you. So he's off in the corner, like washing like glasses or doing something. Um, and uh, wouldn't you know it, um, Cop Mommy comes in in her street clothes. Nice. Uh, and she's like, hey, I'm not here on business. Is this the bit where she, oh no, where she was in the dress? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, wait. And he's I was like, a fan hey, of this scene. we're having a conversation here. I was and a she's fan like, of this scene. Don't yeah, remember yeah. anything that happened in it, but they were just like flirting, and he's all like, "Hey, I told you, I don't know anything about that, okay?" And she's like, "Okay," and she goes over to um, to uh, science guy, and she's all like, "Oh wow, so they're hitting it off," and he's all like, "Um, actually, <laughs> they just met a couple minutes ago." Hmm, suspicious. And so yeah. they get all puffy, and they're like, oh, uh, "Is there somewhere private we can?" We can discuss things. And he tells the uh the science guy, hey, I'll be in my change we'll be in my changing room. And I'm like, Ooh, he's gonna be listening at the door. <laughs> <laughs> and probably fapping. Probably, hopefully. Uh, maybe <laughs> that's their dynamic. Like that that's what they're both they both like. No, oh, okay. Yeah. That, like it it's that a win win. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. At, like uh, the other guy finds the chicks, brings them back to his his hot jazz friend, and <laughs> this is their <laughs> mutually agreed upon relationship. <laughs> and um, she's like massaging him, 
like holding on to her charm or whatever. Yes. And then after she leaves with the information she wants, um, they find out because uh, Jazz Lady had put the mom in like a, a fever with her um, her voodoo. It, I'm all over the place. There's a lot of just bleh, like whatever of the episode. But she comes back and she's like, hey, that was Cassandra. And they're like, oh, shit, we got to tell Nightman that he's been bamboozled. <laughs> and <laughs> and they go to him and they're like, hey, that was Cassandra, not Amanda. And he's all like, don't worry about it, babe. I, uh, I already knew that. I picked up on it with my Nightman senses. <laughs> and <laughs> and they're, they're like, like what? Really? You already knew? Really? We thought you were uh, you were love potioned. And he's like... I only made her think I was love potion. I'm too much of a man to be controlled. To be controlled. By a woman. And it's like, but we heard you having, like, sex in your change room. And he's all like, I was letting her think I was enjoying it. And Science Guy's (laughs) like, you're having loud, like, rough sex for a long time in there. Sometimes sometimes you gotta go (laughs) the extra mile. Deep undercover, am I right? Uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> and and they're like, okay, so you weren't tricked, so you were just getting information from her. And he's like, yeah, um, they're gonna like go and try to take blah 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 for. So we need to like. Move I was getting safe information from her, and I was also giving her a little something something, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Let's just say. Uh, She'll be back for more Nightman. <laughs> uh, apparently, he's voiced by Patrick Warburton all of a sudden. That uh, you know what that like th- this show having that kind of tone and just having Patrick Warburton as Nightman would be it up way better. Would would be fu- would be amazing. <laughs> I would watch a like relaunch of a TV series if Patrick Warburton wasn't playing Nightman and they made it more hammy. Yeah. <laughs> because like, here's the thing we're making fun of it. Like this is hammy. It's not, it, it's worse it, than we're it. It, pl- it, this show tries to play it straight. Painfully. So with like, <laughs> with like high school, with like college drama class, like level of acting. There we go. Yeah. Or high school. Uh, no college drama class level of acting. And so like the uh, acting is bad, but it's at least like competent. Yes, like, it, it's passable. Yeah. Like this isn't the room here. No, no, no. Like it's it's not so bad where you wonder if it's satire. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh unfortunately. Oh that um, Sax boy's name was Johnny. I just clued it, I just remembered that. Oh, because yeah, every Johnny. time people kept being like like delivering saying Johnny in like really like stilted ways. It kept making me think of the room. And and indeed (laughs) um, both the dictator and his men, as well as the uh, police end up going to their safe house. It's just the dude's apartment. And they're like, they're gone. They must've known we were onto them. So cop mommy's like, okay, so the dictator's taking things into his own hands and Johnny lied to me and they're moving like the baby around. 
Hmm. At this point, I'm like, what, what's going on? Locations change. They're in a warehouse at some point. Uh, Nightman switches to Nightman mode finally. I, I yeah, I completely lost the the plot by this point. Um, I'm at like, what is point, even happening? Nightwoman finds Cassandra, and they actually have a superhero fight. <laughs> yeah, she goes and grabs um the token that she's using to affect Nightman because he's on his back in the street being like, because uh, uh, she's oh, using was, voodoo powers. Uh, a voodoo him. doll. Yeah, yeah. She uses yeah. a voodoo doll a couple of times in this episode. Yeah. She uses uh, she one has for some hair for from the mom. For baby, she has one for baby mama, and she has one for Nightman as well. Yeah, and so uh, Nightwoman saves him by taking away the token, uh, which I think is a picture of him from the newspaper, where that was to find him. It a part of his cape, something like that, and they end up having a battle because she goes to uh, Gauntlet Shock her and lo and behold um she's a dark she's a she's a th- sith lord cassandra because she like counters the lightning with like red like voodoo power. how do i not remember this at all so you checked out more than i, <laughs> I did apparently she literally has like red energy she shoots out of her hands and she beats Nightwoman. oh no yeah, I I, she, I legit don't remember this at all. And then I don't remember what happened, but Nightman is fighting a bunch of the security for the dictator, and he laser eyes one of them. His laser, uh, one guy tries to shoot him, and he does that thing where he like looks down, looks back at the guy that shot him, and keeps walking. And he shot a second time, and he looks down. Shakes so Nightman, his head and keeps Nightman, walking. So Nightman, even uh, his suit, even further, uh, like making the Batman connection, his suit is bulletproof. Like it, it proves it in this episode. And I'm like, shoot his mouth. There's a part of you can see his face. Yeah. Like, are you, aren't you guys like the spec ops for a dictator? Can you not shoot a dude in the face that's walking slowly towards you in a straight line from like six feet away? No. In the in the um. <laughs> The 1993 film RoboCop 3, which uh, listeners, I've probably, I'm sure I've mentioned this before, massive RoboCop fan. Uh, I didn't even know there was a third movie. Uh, RoboCop's legit one of my favorite movies of all time. I really like RoboCop 2 as well. I think it gets kind of a bad rap. RoboCop 3, fucking terrible movie. I must have blocked it from my mind. There is one point early on in the film where the bat, one of the bad guys is like, shoot him in the mouth. Because his his uh, his mouth is exposed. It's the only That's the part human of him. Part of yeah, him. it's the only part of. He's basically like a floating head on a robot body, essentially. But uh, his <laughs> nose and up is still armored. Yeah, yeah. But his mouth is exposed. So terrible movie. But a villain in that the uh, only villain in any media <laughs> in the history of cinema who is like th- that that superhero with his uh, mouth exposed. That's where you shoot. <laughs> if you were playing a video game and you were scanning for weak points that's uh, the weak point that's the weak point shoot him in his mouth for massive for damage, massive damage. <laughs> so oh, what he does God. instead of shooting him in the mouth is by the way this like spec ops this like security guard it's like a, a short dude with a mustache who could 
like, and I love people of all types, but like, I want my security guards to be really like to be relatively fit or strong. This guy's shaped like Jack Black. I mean, but that doesn't that doesn't necessarily mean anything when it comes to kung fu skills because there's a shockingly long fisticuffs battle between mustachioed because he throws his gun on the ground and he's like this and i'm like dude it's nightman <laughs> fist well, where are you gonna punch him well, i mean the jaws not where not, you not in the mouth clearly not in the mouth which is where you would want to punch somebody to knock <laughs> them out so yeah they have and his his high kicks are pretty high like this is a stunt man like he he shocked me i was like oh hey go obese security guard (laughs) and they have this really long battle and then after he like kicks the shit out of this guy and says justice is served uh (laughs) the guy's like i'm only doing my job um cassandra shows up out of nowhere like Justice is a dish best served cold. Best served at night. And and guess what? <laughs> this dish, my fist, has been in the fridge all night, baby. <laughs> and he looks up at him and he's like, ooh, I, I, not a very good... <laughs> Silence. Take my fist, damn it. <laughs> Take my cold fist. And then Cassandra shows up and for some reason... She's trying to play up the emotional angle again. Um, like her, it looks like she was crying. Her makeup makeup is all smudged. <laughs> um, and um, she's all like, "Oh, hey, we we we, we like some me, weird things you? on this show, folks. <laughs> you remember me, don't you? Like J- Johnny, our, our feelings were real." And she's like trying to like allure him again. Um, and our our favorite trope here on Laser Comb. Oh, I just. I just gotta, gotta break free. And he like reaches and grabs her, um, her, um, her bowl, um, potpourri bag. Yeah. <laughs> and rips it off of her neck. And she's like, <gasps> and he's like, nice try, slut. And like tosses it to the ground, and I'm like, I can't remember what he says, but he says some like really. It's it's intended to be like a one liner, but it's quite bad. All of his one liners are like, not even bad funny, like just weak sauce. Like we're coming weak. up with better one liners on off on the cuff. Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> like we're our insults of how bad his one liners are are so much better than his actual one liners. This date is over, toots, and we're splitting the check. And again, so much better than what he actually says on the show. I'm, I feel bad for him. He needed better, better one-liners. Um, and she just like, she's like, ah, oh, shit, I'm like powerless or whatever. And so he, he runs off to go fight the rest of the goons or whatever. And I'm like, lady, you could shoot red lightning. Right. With... Have you decided off screen that that doesn't work on Nightman? Or hell, you didn't even remember she could do that. No. Did I have a fever dream and like imagine she had lightning powers? She she does, I swear. So I can't remember how it wraps up. But uh, some bullshit happens. Maybe some bullshit happens. And what ends up happening is the police help Nightman 
and they stop the dictator and his men and they export them and legal mumbo jumbo yada 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 they grant the that woman asylum and give her custody and just like real life the billionaires lose yeah and yeah uh and that's it like the the, the ending is so lackluster i don't even remember what happened man. oh and there's one point where like cop mommy finds out that nightman is involved and she's like oh great we have two sets of vigilantes now right i don't know why they just popped it it's not really even really important, but like, but then at the end, uh, cop mommy is like, well, it's a good thing Nightman got involved after all, or some such shit. <laughs> or some such, yeah. And it's obvious, oh, so Night Mommy is off duty, and she's hanging out with um, a science guy, bar owner, and she's all like, so they're, and she sees Night Woman come, and she's like, hey, thanks for all your help, and she gives like Nightman like a hug. Oh, and cop one, mommy. One cop question. Mommy, one one sec. Cop okay. mommy is like, okay, so is there anything going on there? And science guy's like, oh no no, don't worry, they've been like friends for a long time. So, so you're telling me there's a chance. Exactly. So there's some. <laughs> she she's trying to get her her foot in the door there. That's how it ends. Um, why doesn't Night Woman wear a mask? Why does Nightman get a mask and not Nightwoman? Nightman only wears a mask because it has the laser eye. Okay. And it helps him see in the dark. But he's also hiding his identity, too. Because, I mean, like, Cop Mommy doesn't know that uh, Jazz Boy is Nightman. So he clearly has, like, a dual identity thing going on. Does she not? Does she use makeup? Does she? You know, she doesn't cover her. No, she doesn't wear a mask at all. And like in the opening scene when they were like, uh, like uh, doing the whole she like, had a hood Salem witch trial heist. <laughs> I, I thought I was like, oh okay, like she's just um, like uh, she's got her super suit on underneath, but she's like in disguise right now with the hood. But no, she doesn't wear a mask at all throughout nope. the entire episode. She doesn't even change her hair. Just, no, yeah. doesn't put glasses on or anything. I mean. Yeah, I don't get it. She's part of um, um, like women relocation, like uh, some protection agency. So maybe she's more international. So oh, that's people right. Might not she... recognize her. Oh yeah, and uh, Nightman at one point mentions that he's like, "Oh, you're not wearing your super suit," and she's like, "No, I had experimental like spinal reconstruction surgery." So I'm guessing he she was given her super suit originally to help her walk right she was given experimental like super soldier like spine reconstruction thing and it ended up working out i love how they just casually sprinkle that in there and she's like yep don't need the wheelchair anymore yeah i think it would have been more interesting to have to portray a character in a wheelchair and her super mode they don't necessarily need it or still you and i don't know it's just all delivered in dialogue like we haven't watched the whole show so but yeah they just kind of like yada 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 that part out um but yeah i guess she's more international because she's helping people like get their babies back and stuff whereas he seems pretty local 
Yeah, he seems to like basically be Batman. He beats up bombs <laughs> in San Francisco. <laughs> Whereas like oh, Nightwoman Bay City. Uh Nightwoman uh uh has like this organization that she's founded where she like helps women in crises, basically. She sounds like she gets a lot more fucking work done. She sounds like she should have her own show and maybe Nightman should be the guest star. <laughs> yeah, when like... you need like bums beaten up, <laughs> she can call Nightman. Because she, or... she she is a power gauntlet. Or, it just you... one shots people. Or you need like a sweet, sweet saxophone solo. Yeah, and he's just in the background <laughs> on a rooftop <laughs> in the city skyline. Uh <laughs> I'm just imagining like a like a montage of like Nightwoman, like um I don't know, she's just been defeated or something like that. And she's Any like Any last words. She's just been defeated and like she's like walk like walking home and like she's like has her like suit partially open. She like sits down, like flops down in her chair and like starts like to tear up because she's just so feeling so defeated. And there's like a saxophone like playing like during this montage Slowly, and then we pan upward we go out out her window and then we pan outward onto her rooftop and there's just nightman flying the sax in the moonlight and he he's doing that thing from the (laughs) intro of um of um uh what's that uh vampire movie um lost boys oh yeah with the saxophone like player and he's just on the rooftop like In his costume. <laughs> yeah, in his costume. <laughs> There's cop mommy like, wow. <laughs> wow, I I wonder it's a it, <laughs> fucking weird. It, it's, it's a good thing Sax Boy and Nightman are two different people. <laughs> so that way I can have a threesome with them both. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> keep the mask on but it's kind of weird it has x-ray vision and seeing your bones is shh <laughs> keep it on <laughs> <laughs> when he nuts he like shoots laser <laughs> oh you need to help me clean up all the mess why Oh, my boyfriend's coming home in the morning. Boyfriend! (laughs) Where is he? Where is he? Is he wearing hockey pads? Actually, he is a goalie for for the Toronto... uh, San Francisco... San Francisco Pirates? I don't know. (laughs) Do they even have a hockey team? Can you tell I'm a sports person? Uh, folks, I know Anaheim has the uh, uh, the Mighty Ducks. I almost said the Angels, and I'm like, wait, no, that's that's a baseball team. San Francisco Bulls were a professional minor ice hockey team in Dale City that ended around 2014. Well, the Anaheim is close enough to San Francisco that the, yeah. we can go with the Mighty Ducks. We're going to go with the Mighty Ducks, yeah. And we're going to get Emilio Estevez in here. What if Emilio Estevez also has a secret identity? He is Nightman's long-lost brother. Who gay has man. Been, <laughs> gay man who has been hiding out uh, in Anaheim 
coaching a minor league uh, hockey team that shares a name with a professional hockey team. Just by happenstance. That's Just right. By happenstance. The the mighty ducks of Anaheim. What's uh, what's his powers? Uh, Maybe he vibrates really <laughs> fast. He shakes really fast, like um, the Flash, and he can like move through solid matter. He he can ice skate on any surface, and doesn't need skates, so he can just like kind of like levitate like slightly, wheelies. like slightly so above he's got wheelies. the ground. Yeah, slightly above the ground, and he just like skates on any surface. So he has he has. And he shows he up. Skates. He, he, he shows skates. He he shows up, and and Nightman is like you, and Emilio Estevez is like, the Ice Man cometh, baby. <laughs> well, we we just watched an episode of a random episode of Nightman on. <laughs> uh caught the penultimate episode of nightman very close to watching the manimal guest appearance of nightman um in all seriousness though even making these jokes and reviewing (laughs) it is a thousand times better than it was watching it yeah yeah (laughs) but so here's here's the thing um well, one, uh, I remember, as I mentioned earlier, I re- remember this being on space, like back in like 99, 2000. Yeah. And Which I didn't watch it. It's called the Sci Fi Channel? It's called CTV Sci Fi. Yeah, it's not the same. Um, now, I didn't, like, I remember seeing it on. I didn't watch it because I thought it looked lame, even when I was like 14 and really into superheroes i was like this show looks lame it feels dated i was like this isn't from the 80s (laughs) but i didn't hate it this would actually like this would be an entertaining enough show to have on in the background while you're like cleaning or something that okay okay that's like the level of uh, interest this show commands in my opinion okay yeah we don't even remember like the last yeah half of the the episode so in that sort of situation yes i would tune in next week okay if I, only for background like noise that. while i'm doing something else if we were paid to watch it which in a way you could say that we were yep and only under that circumstance <laughs> would I tune in next week? Because if it if I'm making it seem amusing as heck, it's because I'm I'm really selling being able to just make an entertaining podcast about it. But yes, the, we're we're making this show much more fun than it actually is, as we often as do. is tradition. <laughs> but it's um it's not good. I I no. would I would not. <laughs> Um, it, if it was more campy, I, I bet it would have been better. But now hold it takes on. Itself, oh, now hold on. Okay. What if you were flipping through the channels and you saw Manimal standing next to Nightman? 
Okay, if I was flipping through the channels and I saw <laughs> Manimal standing next to Nightman, then I would tune in for that episode. Then you would. So you got me there. Okay, that's our official <laughs> review. While we're cleaning and with Manimal. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. This this weirdly enough has actually been like one of the most fun episodes we've done in a long time, I think. It's because of the superhero genre itself. I have never ingested, uh, watched, part partaken of a more boring superhero. And I used to watch like 60s Spider-Man like reruns. Like this bad show. This is this is so boring. It's not Nothing happens. Oh, we didn't even mention the most interesting part of the show, which is that Nightwoman has a grappling hook. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that she uses right. a couple times. She uses it a couple of times, but they, um, uh, and this is uh, what, what I would like to refer to as the, the budgetary maneuver. Y yeah. She shoots the grappling hook up. We, we see a shot of it, like, loop around something, and we see her, like, with the grappling hook coming out of her gauntlet, and then we cut away to her already on the rooftop that she was grappling up yeah, to. Yeah, it, it shows her attaching a carabiner and getting ready, and then the camera shows other things happening, like the guards coming to investigate, and then it shows her going as if she she just swung down it, kind of, like, do a fake, like, landing. Right just cutting right to that as she like runs off into like the forest and i'm like i see what you did there yep it's a very obvious budgetary uh, move and i'm i'm fine with that kind of thing i love that but uh but yeah that's uh that's been i almost said manimal that's been uh nightman slash what did we talk about for like a long time uh, movie the at the beginning the one yeah the, at this <laughs> point we've mentioned it so much that we're gonna have to do a commentary on yeah it. maybe um because we're not really doing much uh too much energy on new too much energy on recording right now maybe we can do that next week yeah uh, generation to kill each other <laughs> movie fucking ends with him like on a prison planet with last resort by papa roach playing as he's fighting literally fighting the world <laughs> uh, yeah he's on a prison planet with the worst criminals of of every and i i guess um they all want to fight the guy with superpowers fucking weird to me and that's how it ends what a oh man what a weird fever dream both this episode and the one i i might actually throw the one on after we stop recording <laughs> just to like refresh myself with it because i do as i mentioned i own it on blu-ray yeah legit let's actually um uh do a commentary for it all right you got it. There so, you go, people listening that aren't on the Patreon. There, you want to hear us do commentary for Jet Li's The One? Go to patreon.com slash lasercomb, L-A-Z-O-R-C-O-M-B. We're at the single $5 Gary tier. You can do that. You can hear us do commentary tracks. Also a bunch of other things. And much like uh, Lewis and Daniel, you can... Uh, Pick a show for us to review a random episode of on this podcast, much like we did today. You also get an exclusive podcast called the Super Lasercomb Patreon Super Show. So, uh, yeah, patreon.com slash lasercomb. Follow me on Twitter. I'm at uh, lasercomb, spelled the same way. Cal, you are at? 
And I am at NeoCal on Twitter and Le TikTok at Ne uh, and at Neo underscore Cal N E O underscore K A L. Uh, I also want to plug uh, a new show that we've just started. It's probably going to be a monthly podcast, but it's called The Commercial Zone. Uh, the first episode of that is out now. We talk about the 1980s uh, McDonald's ad, ad campaign known as Mac Tonight. The ad, the the myth, the legend, the man himself, Mac Tonight. Uh, it was a uh, had a really really good time recording, and I'm uh, recording it, and I'm really proud of the uh, the job that we did with that podcast. Yeah, me me too. So <clears throat> if this is your thing, or you made it to the end of this. And it's not your thing. Um, Commercial Zone is like a shorter, more concise, um, more researched, (laughs) uh, more precise uh, take on like commercial campaigns or marketing imagery and that kind of thing. Yeah. And the uh, the the, deep dive is more focused, it's a different style. The commercial zone was me um, legitimately like making a stab at being like a documentarian. Mm-hmm. So, and I'm really happy with how it turned out. Yeah, yeah, me too. So, uh, go check that out. Um, the commercial zone uh, available on any podcasting platform that you're listening to or watching this on. Uh, we we're taking a little bit of a break from Patreon picks. This was a a, a recent choice. We we were going to continue with them, but and we will get back to them. But we're gonna at least probably for the next like few episodes. Uh, yeah, we're we're um. It was announced recently that in Mar the end of March twenty twenty three, a uh, a, a Canadian television channel called Teletoon, which is a, a name that will stick out to anyone of a certain age, basically anyone under any Canadian under forty. It's going to have, I, yeah, it's going to have or or people that had kids. So yeah. I, technically anybody of any age, the channel is being rebranded as uh, Cartoon Network Canada, which there already was a Cartoon Network Canada. I was confused. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I think it's a terrible decision. Uh, there's been a lot of backlash to it from uh, Canadians under 40 <laughs> on Twitter. <laughs> um. But so to to kind of do a, a, a rip in piece for uh, for Teletoon, we're going to be for the next little while, we're going to be covering shows that we have fond memories of watching on Teletoon. Mm-hmm. And this is a perfect opportunity to actually like finally get to a show that we've referenced numerous times on this. That's right. On this podcast. Oh. That's right. We're it's it's that time, baby. We're going motherfucking banana slamma. We're going banana slamma. I never thought I'd see the day, but here we are. Yeah, we're ne- next uh, on the next episode of the Laser Gun Podcast. We're going to be uh, reviewing an episode of Donkey Kong, the 1997 CGI Donkey Kong Country cartoon, and to figure out what episode that we're going to be talking about, I'm going to go to the well, the Wikipedia article for the number of episodes. Uh, there were forty. So the old random number generator, one random number between one and 40. And here we go. Banana Slamma. Nine. Episode nine. All right, what episode is that? Uh, Buried Treasure. Donkey Kong, Diddy, and Funky find a map, and soon everyone wants to get the implied treasure. They all go on a treasure hunt and fight to get it. Wow, that that's a 
plot summary right there. <laughs> right? <laughs> Was that written by a seven-year-old? You remember Candy Kong? Because if you don't, you will. Uh, I, I do, actually, because I, uh, I've revisited this show in uh -oh. recent years. And the reason why is because uh, uh, one of my favorite bands of all time, Ailstorm, on their 2020 album, Curse of the Crystal Coconut, features a song called Pirate Scorn, which is a cover of a song from an episode of this show that I remembered. Right. I clued it. I, I remember this was early pandemic times. I remember I was standing in line to get into a, a Canadian tire store and listening to the album for the first time. And I hear that tune. Do, 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 do. And I'm like, I'm like, I've, I've heard this. This was in 2020, and I hadn't watched this show since like 1998 or something like right. that. Yeah. I'm like, I know this tune. Like, I got to figure out. I'm like, and I'm listening to the lyrics, and it's like the lyrics are like, uh, uh, "When the coconut is mine," blah blah. And I'm like, Coke. I'm like, it, it it can't be. So I and I Google it, and I'm like, it fucking is that song from the Donkey Kong Country cartoon. Amazing. Well, we know what song to play at at the end of that episode. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> the curse their album was called the curse of the crystal coconut the curse of the crystal coconut and um if you look at the cover of the album and this actually wasn't something this was something my partner my former partner uh pointed out because um if you look at the cover there are all sorts of like little homages to donkey kong country like enemies and whatnot um and like i didn't even clue in to that uh originally <clears throat> I wonder if the whole album is because I remember something about a crystal coconut in the the animated show. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Totally. Yeah. yeah. That, that was the MacGuffin that uh, King Rule was after. King K Rule. Is it K Rule or Cr I guess we'll find out. I think they say Cruel in the show, but I know it's spelled K dot Rule. I've been I've been lied. My childhood is a lie. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Obama. <laughs> so Obama for for lying about Donkey Kong Country. Yeah. Thanks uh thanks uh um thanks liberals. I don't know. We're the liberal media is lying to you. The crystal coconut isn't real. Right. Sorry, is real. Oh, it is. Oh, it is real. Okay. Right, right. Yeah, the Oh, oh it, big pharma has it, right? Uh no, um Biden's Email, son's emails have it. Oh, okay. Uh, Hunter, it's in Hunter Biden's laptop. Right. Got it. Okay. It's all. And he had all... emailed a copy of it to to, to Hillary. To, Hil to yes, to, to Clinton, <laughs> and and that's. <laughs> and, and the reason why Bernie didn't get uh, wasn't chosen as the Democratic nominee was because he was going to try and uncover the whole thing. Yeah, he was going to unravel. Gonna, he was going to blow the lid open. Yep. And he was going to join forces with Trump. Uh, he, sure why not, <laughs> why not? <laughs> oh. well in one of the in one of the universes where one of us or both of us are hunting our copies of <laughs> ourselves and getting more powerful that's true in one of the dimensions that's true i think out of the two of us i'm probably the more likely person to like dimension hop and kill other <laughs> versions of themselves for power what would happen if you dimension hopped to kill other versions of yourself for power but like the first time you hop 
the first Christopher you run into is like really fucking jacked and like healthy <laughs> and like practices MMA and is just like a cool guy. Uh, but I guess that's what guns are for. I <laughs> I, don't I would just kind of like hang my head and be like, oh, fuck. Or, all right, I, I'll go take someone else out first. <laughs> and then that jacked version of me is just like, hey, want to fuck? And, I'd be <laughs> and like, you're like, and I'm like, hmm. <laughs> and on that note, <laughs> on that note, uh, we'll be back next week with the uh, uh, episode nine of Donkey Kong Country. And until then, I've been the Siege, one of your hosts. And I'm Neo Cal. Uh, thanks for listening. We'll gently you next week. Yeah, try not to have sex with your <laughs> dimensional version of you. Unless you're unless you're into that. Unless you're into that, no no shame. Bye-bye. Take a trip to another dimension.